and welcome to episode 17 of the Squadcast, the official podcast of Glasgow Warriors. Hope everybody is doing well and looking forward to Friday night's big URC match against Ulster here at Scotsland. There are very limited tickets still available, so if you want a ticket, you know where to go. GlasgowWarriors.org, buy them now, make it a sellout, officially a sellout. I mean, it might be a sellout by the time this goes out. Murphy Walker, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thanks. I don't know why I went very formal with your introduction <laughs> there. That was uh, doing well. You've been here for the last couple of weeks with your, your rehab. How's the rehab going? Yep, good. Um, I'm actually ahead of schedule, which is obviously Love a that. good thing. I've um, got a, a follow-up scan on Friday and uh, yeah, speak to the specialist on Monday and then hopefully get the all clear soon. So yeah, it's all going very well. We've obviously, we've not had a game for a couple of weeks, no. but it would be remiss of us to not mention the fact that Scotland have been... I mean, we're, we're basically, we've won the Six Nations, let's admit that just now. <laughs> Don't say that. Last That's right <laughs> we'll not jinx it. Um, but in all seriousness, how good has it been to see the boys in the blue doing yeah. as well in the first couple of weeks? I remember you asked, remember you asked in Ben Salmon's one yeah. about who, like, what do you think and who's going to be decent? And I said, Hugh Polotu. You did. And then what did they do? First game against England, <laughs> ripped up. So it does look incredibly familiar that try against England. So yeah, it's it not does. we've seen it a couple of times. Perpignan, Perpignan, yeah. the Murrayfield. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's good. Obviously, the boys are going very well. Um, got a tough couple of games ahead with France and Ireland, but easy, fine, uh, positivity. Exactly, we've We're done going, it before. So. Going all the way. Exactly. That's it. We'll probably introduce our guest, who is saying very patiently to to get in on the the Scotland loving in the sideline. Yeah. Um, it's Sean Kennedy. How are you? Hello, I'm good, thanks. This is your your first time on the Squadcast, obviously. Discussing off the air, first time listener, first time... No, I've audience. heard it before. Um, I listened to Dunkey Weir's podcast. Because he was telling me when he came back in how he'd never heard it. and then yep. So I thought I'd go and listen to that. Yeah, well, it's always a good start. To be yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, you've been, again, you've had a, a couple of games this season as well. You're out in Perpignan. Yeah, over there, that was yeah, good yeah. way of win. Enjoying a bit of a run around on that one. Aye, it's, uh, it's always good. Good so, to get a wee... So there's, a wee, there's a wee bit towards the end. I don't know whether it made it into the official highlights package or not. I think we were playing with advantage against us at one point. I think you run probably about 120% from one side of the pitch to the other and almost go for an interception with your face. <laughs> yeah, we had a yellow card on the wing, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. So I was just trying to boost from one side to the other, defending them all, get to the far side to help the boys, and then the guy would drop the ball anyway, so it was fine. It's I didn't have to make a tackle. All down to you, defensive yeah. pressure. No, no. Marchie was singing his praises in the team meeting after that. So. Uh, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. You're allowed to talk yourself up on the squad yeah, because they were surprised that a a, an old <laughs> battler like me could actually get there. <laughs> oh, but again, Handbreak it off. Like, looking ahead to, to Ulster this weekend, we've not played them for, for a while now. I think start of last season. Nine games unbeaten. Just from your point of view as well, how, how good does it mean to see the squad get on that, that run this season? Yeah, it's been good. Like, you don't look back too much, I don't think. We, like As a squad, we've been trying not to look back and be worried about losing a game because we're going to lose a streak. Like We're looking each game, like looking ahead, if that makes sense. Um, so then, obviously, we've had a bit of a break now. Coming back in last week for a few days training, which were pretty tough. And I kind of just reset the focus on what's ahead. Like we, It's a massive game at home. We need to win it. Um, so that's where all the focus has been put. Not much speaking about what's, what's happened in the past, really. You talk about it as well. We're, Talk about blocks in the season. We've obviously finished block two. They said start of block three. I think well, there's ten games in eleven or twelve weeks or something at this point as well. It's it's got to be some part of the team that you really enjoy as part of the squad. It's a it's a strange one though because you lose a lot of boys to Scotland stuff. Yeah. So the the squad does change, and then the guys who don't get as much game time in Scotland they drip back in. So it's like 
the squad's always changing week to week. Um, but it's, it's, it's always way better when you're coming into that part of the season having won a lot of games, definitely. Because you, you, you're still playing. We've still got lo- so much to play for now in this season. Still in Europe, we can you know possibly pick up top two, top three in the league. So that, that's the target for us. Um, so it's exciting. And on that incredibly positive note, we shall start episode 17 of the Squadcast properly. So, for those of you who are first-time listeners, and maybe second-time listeners, Donkey, if you're still out there, in front of us we've got the hat full of Squadcast scenarios. On the little scraps of paper, there are various bits and pieces regarding your Glasgow Warriors teammates. Your job is to, to pull them out, answer them the best you can, and make sure that we get a spike in listeners after the first five minutes of this podcast. So, question one, dive in. Question one. Favourite non-playing member of Glasgow Warriors? Um, I feel like I don't want to single anybody out. I like quite a lot of people. Sorry, you can um, give us a list. I like uh, Stuart Lewis. Right? Yeah, got, yeah, got a lot of time for Stu. Um, he was a keen listener at the start as well, so he'll enjoy that. I don't know if yeah. you know, I'm assuming he still listens. Hope he does. I think he does. The, the two Stu's, are, they're good value. Yeah. We double act. Yeah, Studio's come up a few times. Yeah, that, so. that's but why I thought I'd spread the love, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stu Lewis says he listens a lot because he's coming from a drossing every day. So. He does, yeah. It's about it's about a commute length playlist. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. So he's just going to listen to me talking about him now, is he? Yeah, probably. Yeah. He'll be loving that. <laughs> um, yeah, Alex, too. Yeah. He's always um, good value. Um, but like I say, he's a wee double act with, with his dad. <laughs> the two of them just cut about looking similar and. Lack of hair. Yeah. So I know. He's going to very quickly not enjoy this answer. Now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being positive. I'm, yeah. but, uh, it's a Murphy's good, dragging it down. <laughs> it's a good group of, of non-playing staff. I'm, I'm saying this as one of the, the non-playing staff. But it's, yeah. a, it's a good group of, group of staff we've actually got here at Scots. And again, I don't know from your side, but there never seems to be a sort of them and us as aware with the non-playing staff and, and yourselves as, as the playing group. Does this feel the same for you, for you guys? Yeah, I think it has to. If it's, if it's that... If there is a divide, it's kind of it feels like work. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense, but you, like everybody's trying to do the same thing. We want to win games. We want to bring people yeah. to the stadium. We want it to be fun. So if you yeah, if you've got a divide in the in the group, then it's not going to be good for anybody really. You know, they they with this, the the clans for the culture this year again. We we keep talking about the clans every now and then. Murphy, do you want to give us a little bit of an insight as to what the what the clans are? Yeah, just kind of splitting the whole team up, including obviously staff as well as players into. Four separate clans. I think it's north, south, east, west, and obviously you might have cover the areas that you're put in. So myself, are you east as well? I'm east. Yeah. So shout out to the east. Yeah, Sheba and myself are east. Um, we kind of cover everything in terms of community activities or any sponsor work or anything. We're kind of covering the east end, which is ideal for me because I live in the east <laughs> end. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good way to kind of bring the team together. Um, doing like social activities, going out for meals and whatnot with everybody. We were on our last one a couple of weeks ago. Um, so no, it's just a just another way to bond off the pitch and away from here. Um, so it's good, but also a chance to divvy up any activities and sponsor stuff that we need to do. Where'd you go on your night out? Well, it was Cole that organised it, who didn't attend, um, <laughs> and he he organised it in the West End. <laughs> ah, uh, uh, an Italian in the West End, but. Said that'll be the last time that happens. So, call your cards marked by the sounds of it. Exactly. We've got there's plenty eateries in the East End, and don't worry, I've covered them all. <laughs> I I do not doubt that. Yeah. Should we do trust him? Uh, I don't know. 
the hesitation in your answer there implies that there's, there's way, a question. But it gives me recommendations, so yeah. But he's a good good man for that. He's a trusted source. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we do other stuff for the clans as well. Like, we'll, like you've, I think you've mentioned most of it. We'll try and tie it in with charity stuff as well. So we've we've got guys in each clan who are in charge of the social side, the community and charity side, the guys who kind of lead the clan. So um, anybody in the east, if there's any rugby clubs or interesting charities. Hit me or Murphy up. Yeah, Be keen to get, get involved. All right. One of you want to pick out number two? Where are we? Come on, Murph. Murph, you're on it this time. Delve in. Question two. Which teammate is the best dressing room DJ? Hotly contested title, usually. See, I'm in the old boys' changing room, so there's never any tunes on in there. What about Jim, then? Um, Sammy, Sammy Johnson... Is is good for the backs, Jim. He's always got reads the room well. Um, enjoys tunes. What game was it? It was Zebra away. Shuggy Jones was on the tunes. We were twenty yeah. fourth man, yeah. and he was putting on some real funky beats, and I was I was really loving them. But I wasn't playing, so I don't know if anybody else was enjoying it. But I was <laughs> having a great time. Was it Shuggy was? Uh, oh, well, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Kebble sometimes goes on the Kebs, game yeah. day tunes. He He's pretty good. I like that. Kebs. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm all for that. Same. Enjoy. Been to Ibiza a few times in my life, so <laughs> yeah. it's my kind of seen that. I was just about to ask you, where, where's your where's your level for from a music point of view? But I think you just answered that. From no, nah, I like all all, all genres. An eclectic uh, mix. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. I ask the boys in the car when my shuffle goes on, like coming from Edinburgh, there'll be all sorts coming out there. But yeah, I'm just intrigued by the fact you said you're in you're in the old boys' changing room and there's there's no music on. I thought, is that? No, nah, it's just there's not there's not a speaker. It's not that we don't like music. We just don't have a speaker, so we don't. I did have visions of yourself, and no. I, can't, I can't say other names if they're not in the old boys' changing room to get offended because <laughs> that makes everything really problematic. But just everybody, like you said, Murphy's just said, sat round in silence listening to, to absolutely nothing. No, we just we have conversations, grown up conversations in that changing room. <laughs> um, we don't go on TikTok and all that, carry on. <laughs> on the driving front to, from Edinburgh, who's the best driving? Like, who's who, the best who's driver? The, no, who's the best show for, like, for everything? Like, who's the hostess with the mostest? Oh, so it's, it's all very different. Um, if Tom Gordon, so in the car, yeah, there's potentially five max: myself, Johnny Matthews, George Turner, Fraser Brown, and Tom Gordon. We all come from Edinburgh together. So every, any given day is different. If Tom Gordon isn't driving, he doesn't speak. He just sits there and doesn't doesn't offer much. Unless <laughs> there is a caveat. Unless he runs his pub quiz that we sometimes do in the car. Oh, nice! And he's the quiz master, and he's really good for that. Okay. Yeah. What, what is it? A mix of general knowledge? Or yeah, is it all sorts. Yeah, nah, nice. nah. He just comes out. He just goes on his phone, gives us a quiz. Good value. Kills the whole journey, usually. Um, and then yeah, everybody's different. Obviously, I drive now and then. I like to think I'm all right. I, I keep the boys on their toes now and then in the traffic. <laughs> um, I put the foot down when I see a gap. But yeah, no, nah, it's all different. Enough. Tom, shout out to Tom Gordon. He's got a a Mazda that's got the most space in the back. Because whenever I'm in the whenever I'm not driving, I'm in the middle in the back because I'm smallest. I was going to say you seem to have drawn. And I offer it. Up. It's not like a billy, didn't it? Oh, fair enough. I offer it up. Good um, man. Yeah. yeah, but he's got the most space in the back, so I like coming in his car when I'm not driving. <laughs> George's uh, George. So we call George's car the hearse <laughs> or the Uber. <laughs> He's, uh, <laughs> it's a black Mercedes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so uh, he's he's copped a bit of flack for that, but it's a lovely car to be fair. 
not great in the middle and the back, but Comfort. I can imagine it's nice to drive. Yeah. yeah. I like the fact we got here from dressing room DJ. I'm all for it. This is this is the <laughs> squad cast in a nutshell. Anyway. Question three. Which teammate would win SAS Who Dares Wins? <laughs> You've been the Condor before? No, I've missed it. We should probably, so we should when probably I was, explain what Condor is yeah. at this point. Condor's the uh, Royal Marines camp up in Arbroath. It's literally hell on earth. <laughs> <laughs> From my experiences anyway. So when I, when I first signed my first academy deal after under-20s, I was supposed to go into in here in the Glasgow. Yeah. I was an Academy Sevens player attached to Glasgow. But I'd already booked a boys' holiday. So I was like, I can't come in till <laughs> after that. And then I missed Condor because of that. Oh, and then I went the following season went to Edinburgh. And I then came back here on loan straight away. Did they go and Condor I missed Condor they? again, yeah. <laughs> so I was happy days. You missed it both times. Yeah. Fair enough. Who, who is your who's your pick for this in this case? Who's the um, who's the man that actually loves that type of that type of fitness, that type of regime? Oh, like Jamie Batty's played every game under the sun, so I'd imagine he'd stride through that. No bother. Um, Big Bean, being yeah. a being a military man, I'd guess. imagine he's he'd be quite handy out there. Um, anybody else? Did you do that thing at preseason? No. Did you, know, did you not? No. <laughs> Where were you for that? I didn't do I can't remember. There was a reason I wasn't there. <laughs> I think it's because I was old. 101 reasons why you can't no, do I think it. No, I think it was genuinely, I was I was up for doing it and then there was a reason, I don't know what the reason was. That's, that was some sort of SAS yeah, based. The, the, hold, the hold fast challenge. I yeah, think. the hold fast, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing videos of it of the boys because obviously we weren't back yet. True, yeah, you were and, on uh, Scotland duty. <laughs> yeah, it looked brutal. Yeah. You saw somebody struggling to swim like Nathan and that. Yeah, <laughs> they aren't the strongest swimmers. I, I was thankfully not involved at all, um, not even from the social media type of that. But yeah, from seeing the photos and the videos, there were there were some boys that were questioning their life choices at that point. Yeah. I don't think it was as hard as what Condor sounded though. No, Condor. no Con- I've heard stories from Condor from, yeah. from years gone by. Because boys, seen, boys stayed over there, didn't they? They done the overnight we, we did a thing. Three nighter. Yeah. And like we arrived, and the first thing we did to arrive was obviously going this big like hangar. It was like, right, chuck all your personal goods in there, like all your phones go into this one box. And then he was like, right, get your army gear on. And then he was like, <laughs> uh, right, took us out the back. It was like pitch black, took us out the back. It was completely soaking. He was like, right, everybody down on that line. It was like, it was like I don't know what to, to, how to describe it. It was like a, like a slight hill. And he made us commando crawl for about 100 metres. And then we thought we're done. And he was like, right, commando crawl all the way back up the hill. Ooh. And then he was like, right, now you've got to get unchanged into some dry kit. Oh, it was... We had to do a thing called sentry duty, which was in pairs every half an hour. We would stand at like a little point in your camp because we had a whole camp pitched. And uh, our duty was to make sure that nobody got inside our camp to steal our <laughs> so-called uh, weapons. So... Every half an hour from 6 o'clock at night till 6 o'clock in the morning, you'd be on a rotation of getting up, putting on your wet clothes, <laughs> standing out in the rain and cold for half an hour, making sure that nobody's coming in. And then after your half, half an hour's up, you had to get changed back into your dry gear. This is all in... Like, you don't have a big tent. You've just got a square piece of tarpaulin that just gets like put in like a... Yeah. I don't know how to put it. like Just stakes in the ground and a little drawstring to keep it tight on the top. And you're literally... A tent. Yeah, a tent, <laughs> but not a fancy one. It's not like one of those ones you get at the high street, but yeah, it was hell. I remember I was on 
sentry duty when the guy, there was just a random bloke in the middle of the night trying to get inside our middle <laughs> of our tent. And we had these fake guns and we just had to go bang, bang. Who, like, who do you think gets the bigger shock at that point? You boys are the, the random guy who's suddenly wandered into a tent full of professional rugby players. Well, he was like proper scrambling on the floor to try like hide from us, but we could see him clearly. <laughs> and then at like four o'clock in the morning, we got taken into a squash court to do this like circuit. But it was a bit like we were like, oh, this is all right. We'll just do a circuit for half an hour or whatever. But it was a circuit with a difference. The rule was if they get so they had a marine in the middle, and then you know how a squash coach you can like stand at the top and yeah. review. They had a guy at the top standing watching us all, and he said if he could hear the guy in the middle talk to him, he'd <laughs> add on calories on the bike. So we had to scream anything to make sure the guy at the top couldn't hear the guy in the middle. So you just got yeah. boys screaming what they had for breakfast and stuff. <laughs> like it was weird. There was one one of the Marines just shouted at uh, one of the boys like, "What's your favorite Pokemon?" <laughs> he just kept shouting Pikachu after like one after another as he's doing box jumps. Oh, actually, but I think you've sounded like you've had a decent escape here. Aye, sounds it. Yeah. I'm quite happy. I never went there. This is where we find it. This is where you go nah, for pre If I wanted to go there, I would sign up to the army. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm not interested in them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I can tell you. If, uh, a different take on that question, who would rip their armband off the fastest? All right. And, ha- and VW, <laughs> and be like, no, no thanks, I reckon Simon Bergen's taking that off pretty quick. <laughs> He's asking for a water break pretty quick, isn't no, he? Mate. No, mate. Can we get some water, please? <laughs> oh. I'm, yeah. just I'm just going to leave you to that, because if Bergie takes this, he, he's... He'll probably agree. Yeah, I, I reckon Bergie would tell you that himself. I'll, I'll bury he's saying it's not for one. him. I'll hide behind you if Bergie hears this and takes it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Not much to hide behind, Craig, but... <laughs> right, we'll get another question. Yep. Who is the most likely to text on my way when they are still getting ready? I don't know. Don't really see many of the boys through here that often, <laughs> apart from team socials and training. Yeah. Um, I've heard Walt's bad for it. Yeah, but Walt was the answer from Cam Neal. Uh, I can't speak doesn't. from experience, so... Neither. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, to be fair... What's, well, what's apart, from, apart from like work and my normal life, I am horrendous for timekeeping. <laughs> like I'm never late for anything to do with work, but like yeah. see see if like me and my missus are going to our mate's house. We say we'll be there at six, half six, easy. Between the two of us, we're yeah. both horrendous. Uh, at least you're self-aware though. Like, you feel like if I, I wouldn't text saying I'm on the way. No, you get. But you're I would just, just turn up late. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably better. Do you know what I mean? Always. Um, yeah. So well, yeah, that's a what's the, what's the logistics when you're bringing boys through? Do you have to go around and pick boys up? Yeah, so it depends who's driving. If I'm driving, say, yeah. um, me and Tom live kind of near each other. So we're like the furthest from Glasgow, basically, in terms of driving. So if, I, if I'm driving, I'll go and get Tom. We'll then swing by Fraz's, which is on the way to Johnny's. <laughs> and then we stop at Johnny's, pick him up, and then we go. We do a massive detour to get George Turner. Of course. So we drive off the main road, away into Rathle to get him, and then we go back on the main road, and then we make it here. So, like, me and Tom are in the car for, like, depending on traffic, like, an hour and a half, hour and 40. Are any of them shocking for saying I'm ready? Are you waiting on anyone? Nah, nah, to be fair, we're normal. Boys are pretty good. They do, they do sound like a group that, I can't think of any of them, yourself accepted the four of them would be that bad. Tom Gordon slept in when the boys went to South Africa, though. I uh, And, corrected. like, had a big... <laughs> Like had a shocker. How long? Oh yeah, because I wasn't I wasn't going, himself. so I was I was coming to myself anyway. Yeah. Johnny and Fraz and G were meant to be going with him, I think. Right. 
I wasn't in the car, so I don't know, but he slept in. He was meant to be a Johnny's for, like, say... Oh, this is on the way here to get to the airport to go to South Yeah. Oh, right. I think oh, when you're in South Africa. No, no, sorry. It was, yeah. I think it was, like, the day we were leaving. Oh, that's um, the one day you really don't want to be doing that. And I think, say, they had to be at Johnny's for 6.35. And, like, 6.35 came and went, and they, somebody phoned Tom, and he he just woke up. He was just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so they just jumped in their own cars and head through, but... Apart from that, um, I've slept in once, but still made it on time, just. But, yeah, they're normally pretty good. Dolby slept in the other day, and he woke up at 5 to 8 and got here for 10 past 8. Wow. Mental illness. That's a good effort. Where is he? Where is he coming from? Oh, just, just off Byers Road. Ah, OK. But he's literally... I had a man, he was out your way, yeah. No, but imagine... <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping and you're in where you're gonna take, yeah. Especially if you hit traffic, where Dobie's got get up quickly, five minutes done. Uh, if I'm waking up at just before eight, I'm not getting here till quarter to ten, half nine. <laughs> That's mental. Touch wood, we don't sleep in anymore. One more, one more. Let's do it. Which teammate is the one who has who never stops taking talking on the pitch? Sorry, who never stops talking on the pitch. Oh, just, just from experience, like yep. Wilson's pretty good for that. Yeah, that, that's one of the, the two answers we've we'd normally come to mind for that. It depends yeah. on whether you're going for a like a constructive, supportive one, or whether you're. Going oh no, for like, I'll, I'll, like straight I'll, trash talking. Yeah, I love yeah. when it's boys in your team. It's brilliant, <laughs> especially when the other team don't have much to come. Like whoever it is in the other team doesn't have much to offer back. Yeah. So what's the um, what's the peak Wilson chat on this case? In that case, I, c- I couldn't tell you exact example. There's a few, but. You, can't broadcast. Yeah, you, could, you probably couldn't <laughs> see them on here. I remember it was, I can't remember which team it was, but it was, I think it was Bulls here. And uh, Batty, pretty much had a scrum. They kind of got the upper hand in the scrum, shall we say. And then Wilson was having a pop at the tight end. And Batty's like, stop, you're just making more angry. <laughs> I don't know. That's not what he wanted. He no, does seem like, he, obviously he's a really good player. 50 caps for Scotland, 200 and whatever it is for us. But he does seem to, that's a, that's a hallmark of his career, if you look back from the last 13, 14 years of Wilson. Yeah, but I get it, though, because yeah. if you can take somebody's mind off what oh, they're supposed yeah. to be doing, like, you've gained an yeah. edge straight away. Probably nobody better. Yeah, and, like, obviously, I'm a scrum half, so, like, <laughs> growing up, I don't have size on my side, so I'll just, <laughs> just give it, yeah. like... As much can, as I could. You can probably run away quicker than most people you're aiming at. As well. Yeah, obviously you can talk what you want on the pitch because if somebody smacks you, you're off. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You've done your job by then if that happens. Yeah, but any um, experience of that? Maybe not getting smacked yourself, but any, any particular lines yourself? Um, again, I don't know if I could repeat them on here. <laughs> <laughs> I've said all sorts, yeah. <laughs> nothing like, nothing terrible. Just, just, there is just like a swear word in there or... Yeah. Yeah. Comment on their appearance, <laughs> um, or perhaps their weight. <laughs> um, I feel like you're targeting some certain people here. Nah, like a certain demographic of forwards. I say what I see. <laughs> what about that, Marsh? <laughs> Often that's how it goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, yeah. Wherever you say a certain like demographic that. of forwards, dark arts the front row. Yeah, it seems like he's targeting the bigger guys. No, See, no, when you get so much time at scrum time, you can say anything you want. <laughs> no, nah, I was, well, I'm never going to, it was just more like, you know, if 
as a scrum half, if like playing club games, especially like when I was younger, if like yeah. a, bi- a big old forward's tackling you off the ball, I'd just give him some. <laughs> <laughs> Run away. And then go for a pint afterwards. <laughs> and then hope they didn't remember in the clubhouse. <laughs> That's usually how it would go, I'd imagine. And that was all. It's always just the fun and games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just I carry on on the pitch and then afterwards it's done. I mean, obviously, if you, there's a line if you cross it, then. Joe Marler found out, like, you can't, uh, gonna, do you know what I mean? You can't be saying too ridiculous stuff, but, yeah, um, yeah like, Wilson's is always pretty playful banner, and, like, he is trying to get under people's skin, but yeah, just wind up. You'd never, you know Wilson, you know Wilson, like, he's, he's not like that off the pitch, like, no, he'll, have no, a, he'll have a wind up, but, yeah. It's just crack. Glad he's yeah. on our side. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I like, I, like I, I've been, I've been at Edinburgh. So like, have you received well, anything off Wales? I can't remember. Per- no, not personally. Um, I was never on the pitch when he was. <laughs> <laughs> what, was like, what was it like, like when you were at Edinburgh, mm-hmm. previewing Glasgow? Would they ever say like, "Oh, Wilson, like target him or anything"? Try nah, get him nothing too bad. Like not not, nah, not as in like take him at the game because he's no, he's no, chirping like. like they flag him because they know he's going to be chirpy or something. Nah, it was always like, like Booby Harley because he was just so nosy. Like <laughs> yeah. every ruck, every mall, like every kick, like charge down or whatever it was, he was always doing something. So like, he was somebody that the team would maybe be like, him, uh, "You need to deal with him." Um, not in, not in a dirty way, just be like, no, "You need to do no. a job on him." No. Um, but now nah, when we were at Edinburgh, it was always just like, "Well, you know what the games are like." It's, it's a derby, so you just want to get in, get one up. And on that note, we'll call an end to episode 17 of the Squadcast. Lovely. Thank you very much to Sean and Thank you. Murphy for joining us. Sean, Murphy, we will see you again on Friday night at Scottsdale. I'll see you again next week. Yep. And hopefully we'll see you at Scottsdale this Friday night as well. We're in Nation. Like I said, tickets still available. Very, very few tickets still available on GlasgowWarriors.org. But in the meantime, he's been Sean Kennedy, he's been Murphy Walker, I've been Craig Wright, and this has been the Glasgow Warriors Squadcast. Mm-hmm.